and welcome to the History Department at Northern Kentucky University. This episode is part of an eight-episode series from the fall of 2021. As part of Professor Brian Hackett's Honors 320 Forbidden History class, students broke into eight groups to provide podcast episodes where they would discuss interesting events from regional history. We provide them here for you uncut as recorded, and we'll continue to provide additional content as it is created here on campus at the department's podcast studio. These first episodes are rough, but showcase that incoming first-year students can take the lessons learned over the course of a semester to create new and interesting content within a matter of weeks. We hope that you will enjoy these podcasts as much as the students enjoyed creating them. Hello, my name is Kaylin, and today I'm joined with Jalen and Abby to discuss the Salem Witch Trials. And so the Salem Witch Trials is only one small part of the history of witch, witch hunts that happened in Europe from the 1300s to the late 18th century, where over 100,000 people were tried for witchcraft, and ultimately 40 to 60,000 people were executed. Um, the Salem Witch Trials began in February of 1692, and they lasted until May of 1693, um, where they were basically just trying to not only pursue those who they thought were witches, but like seek out to identify witches in the community. And so these usually, um, these identifications usually began with suspicions or just rumors, um, which led to convictions and executions. Yeah, that's crazy to think that it only happened in like the span of a year that 40, that so many people died. Yeah. Hysteria will do that to you. So these witch trials occurred in Salem Village, which is a poorer horror farming community located 10 miles inland of Salem Town, um, located in Massachusetts Bay. And Salem Village actually had a social divide between the porters who had connections with wealthy merchants and the Putnams who sought greater autonomy for the village. And so the Putnams brought in um, Samuel Paris to be the pastor of a congregational church and bringing him in kind of um, was the beginning of the witch trials because when he came, he brought his wife, three children, and his niece and two servants. And these two servants were John Indian and Tituba. Um, and Salem quickly divided into pro and anti Samuel Paris because he made a lot of decisions that were quite controversial. And so some people liked him, some people didn't. It just, it caused a divide amongst the town. Um, but the witch trials began when one of his servants, Tutuba, started telling voodoo tales to his daughter, who was named Betty, and his niece, Abigail. And one of their friends started fortune telling. Um, and they, like, after all of this started happening, they started exhibiting strange behavior, which included fits of screaming, throwing things, contorting their bodies, making odd sounds. And so they are, their father, Samuel Paris, brought in the local doctor. And Dr. William Griggs placed the blame on Supernatural, basically saying that it was witchcraft that caused this. And when they asked the girls, like, how they may have been exposed to this, the girls claimed to be bewitched by Tatuba, the servant. Um, they also blamed Sarah Good, who was a beggar in town, and Sarah Osborne, who was an elderly bedridden woman. And so they were kind of 
placing blame on easier to like attack people like people that weren't as well off but as the Salem witch trials developed it like it didn't stay amongst like lower income people it like people of wealthy status and like high standing members of society were also accused and so ultimately 150 men and women um, were imprisoned over this year, year and a half in the town of Salem. And in May of 1692, a court of seven judges was convened and the accused were forced to defend themselves without any aid of counsel. Um, spectral evidence was allowed and testimony, or spectral evidence was allowed and spectral evidence is testimony where witnesses claimed the accused um, appeared and did harm them in a vision or dream. And so this isn't really solid evidence at all. Um, so without counsel and with unsolid evidence, people were being convicted and killed for um, these supposed crimes. Um, additionally, animals were even executed um, after being accused of witchcraft. This um, goes from cats, dogs, pigs, cows, um, all sorts of things. Um, an animal simply had to be sick or injured without good cause, and it would be killed on the spot for witchcraft because people believed that witches were using these animals to ride around on to get to their witch meetings at night. Um, <laughs> what kind of thought process would make someone believe that? Yeah, I read that and I was appalled. Yeah, they were like, oh, that lady, she's riding on her pig to the woods to that Satan meeting and, no. you know, suddenly she's a witch. Hey, you see that bat flying around at night? No. <laughs> no. There that was, was just that lady down the street. There was even one occasion that I read about where a dog was killed on the spot for witchcraft and then after the dog was killed, the, some, I think it was a pastor, um, said that, oh, that dog, like, wasn't involved in witchcraft because the dog actually died, and if the dog was dead, like, it wasn't working for the devil, and that, so, that's... after after the fact, they claimed that the dog was innocent oh, after it was already killed. I always found that so interesting, because anytime I'd read something about, like, Salem witch trials, it'd be like, they, they trialed them through, like, acts of, like, drowning and, like, beating, stuff like that, and I'm like... But they'd be dead. Yeah. Like, before you could even convict anything. That makes absolutely no sense, but I guess. Yeah, it was pretty sense. wild. Like, I know there was something that I had read a long time ago where they basically, like, put rocks on the women, like, strapped it to the women's chest and, like, threw them in a lake. And if they floated, they were a witch. But if they didn't float, they were not a witch. But either way, the girl either died. Really and I yeah. was like... This is not a this is not a good way to like find witches. <laughs> the only way to claim innocence is to die. Yeah, it's basically to die. Um, another thing, uh, real quick about Tatuba, if I'm not mistaken, um, she's like viewed as this like old elderly woman. Yeah. Like like you see pictures of is she's like old and elderly? She wasn't though. I think I read somewhere she was 18. Interesting. At the That's time, cool. but she's like seen as this old witchy woman. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think she was old. I think she was eighteen. I don't remember where I saw that at, but I know I did see that. Yeah, 
it's just interesting nowadays that like you know how everybody will like oh we're gonna have a sleepover and get the Ouija board and mm-hmm. that, that's basically what these girls were doing with like Tatuba and getting the the like voodoo stories and then they acted a little weird once and everybody was like oh they're witches now we gotta start finding them because they have infected the village yeah <laughs> infected <laughs> infected but I think a lot of that has to do with their religion and going back to like um, the Puritans believing so strongly in the devil and um, that the devil would choose people of weak faith and use them to carry out the devil's work and so like even the smallest inkling of witchcraft like terrified people because of those foundational beliefs and I think that contributes to that a lot yeah Um, but Ultimately, this court that was convicting people, um, they shut it down and a new superior court of jurisdiction was formed that did not allow spectral evidence and this new court released those awaiting trial and pardoned those awaiting execution because they realized that, um, like, it wasn't... Like, it wasn't fair to yeah. the people that were being killed. Um, of course, that's when they... <laughs> yeah, after, 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 after people already, already died. died. In fact, they were like, actually, you know, we're gonna... We were in the wrong. It was our fault. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, hundreds of people died. We were wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, we were wrong. We won't, we won't mention those hundreds of people that died, but, like, we're gonna... We've got a new system now, so... Oh, yeah, I think it was, like, 1950s around then. Uh, the state of Massachusetts actually formally apologized for the Salem Witch Trials. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, it's, it took a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think now is a good time to jump into things that contributed to the fear and the suspicion related to um, the witch trials that really kept it going for as long as it did. And you, Jalen, did a lot of research on this, did you not? Yep, okay, so common belief during that time, not during that time, when researching now is that there is not one single cause, it's multiple put together, but ultimately nobody knows anywhere what the cause of it was. But, uh, of course, the village of Salem was very, very religious, and they tended to blame all their hardships, like disease and war, on witches and the devil, like was discussed earlier. But um, I'm just going to cover some, like, theories of what possibly could have led to how bad it was, like like some mental and physical disorders, like conversion disorder, or a more popular term is mass hysteria which is where the sufferer experiences neurological effects that are possibly due to psychological conflict. And I have in quotes from History of Massachusetts, psychological conflict and distress are converted into aches and pains that have no physical origin. But this is also kind of linked to a PTSD where villagers would come back from like war situations. But I also found something leading into mass hysteria, which is groupthink. And it's a phenomenon that phenomenon that happens when a whole group comes to one consensus without a question. Especially, it's bound to happen if a leader is very knowledgeable and persuasive, and also like good at lying. But uh, I have a quote here from Very Well Mind that states, 
that the symptoms of it are illusions of invulnerability, unquestioned beliefs, rationalizing, stereotyping, self-censorship, self-censorship, oh my god, <laughs> mind guards, illusions of unanimity, and direct to pressure. Uh, but both groupthink and mass hysteria are, of course, like interrelated. Yeah, that's like really similar to something that goes on with like hive mind or like yes. the sheep mentality that's that was very popular for a long time where it was like, oh, well, this person says they know it all and all my friends agree. So I'm going to, you know, just go along with them like that age old saying that your mom would be always be like, oh, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you, would you? also jump? Yeah, yeah. there was like that exact same thing. And it also didn't help that there was a pastor that was like head of all this. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to say religion yeah. probably like only fed into that even oh, more. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I also did some research on like actual physical probabilities as to why it could have happened, not just hysteria and religion, which one is pretty popular. It has to do with ergot poisoning, which is a, uh, ergot is a, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Ergot is a fungus that grows on many ingredients that make bread. So like wheat, rye, barley, those kind of things, which of course they grew a lot at the time because it was what, 1600s? Yeah. Had to make a lot of it. And fungi grows best in cold, wet conditions that are followed by warmer weather, which is what they were experiencing a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And according to the U.S. Forest Service, ergot makes people experience convulsions, muscle spasms, vomiting, hallucinations, and a gangrenous, gangrenous pain where the victim's limbs, fingers, toes, and nose were eaten up by the holy fire that blackened like charcoal. But the thing is, that doesn't really make sense because they weren't experiencing a lot of those symptoms. So this theory was ultimately like debunked in the future. But uh, victims also lost parts of their extremities or entire limbs due to blood vessel constriction associated with gangrenous ergotism. But uh, it is the most debunked theory because there are just not enough symptoms present. And the fact that Salem Village was a large fishing spot. Mm. Fish supply a lot of uh, vitamin A, and then vitamin A deficiency like helps with their poisoning. It just didn't work out. Yeah, especially since like one of the biggest things is like gangrenous, like basically rotting of your limbs off. And I feel like if that had been happening, we would have been hearing about that a lot more in like the whole trials. Like, For sure. Exactly. Oh, that that person's a witch because their arm fell off yesterday. You know, like. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I feel like the cause, which of course we don't know, but I think the most probable cause would be something in the mind not something that's physical yeah because it just doesn't make enough sense but uh along with the environmental factors we have the cold weather and it was actually found that most witch hunts all across europe which i think was like a three no it was a a good few hundred year span Mm -hmm. that uh witch hunts all across europe happened when it was just very cold But, uh, of course, people experience discomfort, sicknesses all the time during that. But with Salem, this resulted in crop failure and extreme discomfort. But I don't think this had anything to do with any accusations as to what were happening. But uh, it's believed that many of the accused witches were also faking it. But we don't know how or why this could have happened. But I assume it's because uh, 
like some poison dental factors that cause false symptoms, kind of like a hypochond- hypochondriasm. Yeah. If yeah. that's kind of how you say it, because I, I give myself fake symptoms sometimes. Yeah. Whenever I think about the fact that I'm possibly sick sometimes, I just develop those, but it's in my mind. Yeah. I think that's also what could have. Well, and when you're living in this constant state of fear of, oh my gosh, I can't have any of these things happen, otherwise, like, I must be a witch or I was affected by witchcraft, like, that's, like, it's so easy to get wrapped up in that and, like, overanalyze every little thing. Absolutely it is, and I think religion ties a really, like, religion just, like, during that time just ties that all together, makes them so paranoid and obsessed over what could possibly happen because i mean as soon as you're not like as soon as you're looking for something you're gonna start finding things especially like oh it's like oh i have a weird bump there and then suddenly you're like finding weird bumps everywhere exactly like that especially like studies that'll do things with like they'll have like patients that are actually getting the drug and patients that are getting like the The placebo placebo. and the patients with the placebo are like yeah i'm feeling so great like i must be in the group that's gotten the drug and really it's just because they think they're getting the drug that ties in group think exactly but uh i feel like it was a good it's it might be a good idea to discuss like our own personal theories as to why we think this was happening but uh i'll go ahead and start that off with my theory is that a small town was just extremely terrified because of their religion, and so they became so paranoid and scared uh, when anything acted out of the ordinary that mass hysteria and groupthink then began, and the trials kept happening because they were so overrun with paranoia that they could not see past it. Mm, interesting. That's a really good theory. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it has much to do with physical yeah. things, or I, I think it's less yeah, to do with like that, yeah. oh they were they had like some fungal infection that was passing around it, and more like they were literally so scared out of their mind that they were like at that point it was just like everybody was getting the finger pointed at them exactly and also i can also tie in uh something i had read about uh which kaylin i think you can attest to this too unless you also read the book the book uh the 10 days in a madhouse yeah. where they were driven insane because of the horrible yeah. conditions. I think oh, that I also. Heard about that. Did you ever read that? I haven't read it, but I've heard about the book. It's really, it's really interesting and really good. But I think that also makes a lot of sense in an instance like this, because those women in the institutional institutions were driven insane because of the terrible things that were happening to them, the torturous things that were happening. Yeah. I think that would make perfect sense in the situation as well. And if you're continuously subjected to like watching your neighbors and your friends get accused and convicted of witchcraft, like you're that can, scared out of your mind. Yeah, and yeah. that can easily lead to PTSD and other exactly. mental health conditions mm-hmm. that just continue the hysteria yeah and especially if somebody had like something like personality disorder or like they had multiple personalities because then they're like oh well i don't remember doing that and so then people are like oh that's because you know that's when you were making deals with the devil but really it could just be like none of their other personalities that they have and mental health wasn't as 
yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a yeah. thing in quotes. It wasn't, it wasn't addressed in the same way that it is today. Yeah, it's definitely taken so long, even now today, to be okay like with being like, oh, I have a mental health condition, like I'm going to therapy for it, stuff like that. Because it was for a long time, like we knew about it, but then it was one of those things where it was like, oh, I'm going to sweep that under the rug. Like, yeah, don't talk about exactly. it. That was definitely what was <laughs> happening here, except they just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what are like your all's theories? I'm curious as to why you think this was this started, why it was so bad. I think the biggest, like, thing that convinced me was, like, religion and the church and, like, how, like you said, with the, um, like, mass hysteria, like, that was just so amplified by their belief in God, but, like, also the devil. Like, they they equally believed in God and the devil. And so, like, when you consider that, like just like a little like you just had to do a little bit to get it started and after it was like that idea was implanted in people's heads like it was just so easy to grow yeah it was definitely like you you had the match all you had to do was light the bonfire yeah that's exactly yeah i think as well i have a different theory to you oh because well it's Less a theory and more of like a my own take on what things probably could have been. Because like I said earlier with like kids nowadays doing like the Bloody Mary in the bathroom at sleepovers mm-hmm. or like having a Ouija board. And even like kids nowadays being like so into learning about other cultures and like especially like the pagan religions like the Greeks mm-hmm. and the Romans where they had multiple gods and all this stuff. I think... Just, just my spin on things is it could have been that the girls were so like infatuated with all these stories that Titibo was telling them, and they were like learning so much about like the old, like maybe not the old ways of doing things, but like how Titibo's religion like saw things and like went about things that they started trying to do it themselves. And since their dad was or dad slash uncle was a pastor, he was like whoa wait a minute that that is not good we're not we're not going to do that and they're like oh well we're just learning about you know Titiba's religion and he's like she's wrong so um i'm i'm you you guys might be consorting with the devil because you know this this is not how we view things because especially with the puritans they were very white and black it was like Mm -hmm. this is how things are Everyone else is wrong but me. We're going to stick to This is what we're going to stick to. And if you veer off that path, that yellow brick road, even for a little bit, (laughs) you're wrong. And we're going to persecute you for it. That actually makes really good sense. I didn't tie it. I I didn't think about, like, how that could also be perceived as today. But also, how, since other uh, areas, other countries, cities didn't have a person like Tituba, I, I would assume... Yeah. How does that explain other witch hunts? How would that explain it? I think it's I think it's definitely all of the times that just based on what I've looked into for witch hunts, like especially as when it was bad in like Scotland and Ireland, and that mm-hmm. was when they were having like a lot of people from other countries coming in, which was kind of like how I was like, oh well, they're learning about other cultures, but they think they're wrong, and so it's definitely like the not being open enough to accept other people view the world differently than you do. So instead of being like, oh, okay, well, you have a different opinion than me, and that's okay, it's like, oh, 
You you have a different opinion, that's so uh, that's right. not okay. We need to kick you out. Uh, you're not part of the group anymore. And I think I that just just me is I just think it's really interesting to look at like who was moving around in what areas during the witch trials, especially because then it's like, oh, was it was it people like having you know mental disabilities or like like they're drinking something funky in the water or like they're eating you know like bad potatoes or something and that's what's causing this all or is it just because like we're not being open and accepting of other people's beliefs and like preferences i just think it's an interesting interesting thing to talk about think about when we're considering which trials no i completely agree with you i you opened my mind to like a new a new visualization of the entire trial. Like, I never thought about that. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that now. <laughs> Thank you for that. But kind of, kind of going off of that, like, Tutuba was tried in these trials, mm-hmm. but, like, those two girls also accused two people of their own town. Yeah. And so, like, not only were people of different cultures being outcasted, but, like, that, like, that small hysteria, like... Grew. Yeah, it was almost like they were like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble, so it was that person. Yeah. It wasn't me. Plus, you know. to blame on others. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Kids do do that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That kind of perfectly ties into what I was going to talk about, which is like the pulp, the, whoa, the pop. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're not talking about the Pope guys. Don't worry. <laughs> the um, pop culture of the witch trials. Because after three centuries, after it happened, the witch trials are still being talked about. And, like, just what happened just now, everybody's, you know, still theorizing and, like, bringing to light new things that, like, we didn't necessarily think about when they were going on. And they're used as inspiration for poems, plays, musicals, movies, books, any sort of entertainment you, that you can name, they probably have something that ties in somehow to the witch trials. Um, and actually, Salem has made it, like, a big thing. Like, they are now the witch city. Like, they have... People will go to visit the houses that were involved. Like, they've, like, recreated houses, and they're like, oh, we can take you on a tour, you know, at, like, midnight to go <laughs> see the witch house, you know, see if anything spooky happens, you know. We're pulling this money is, out of this situation. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, they definitely yeah. are. Massachusetts may have apologized, but they are still going to make a big buck off of that. Um, yeah, but they've, like, recreated houses, and they have, like, touristy shops, like, occult shops that have cropped up all over Salem. Like, I was just looking, just, like, casually Googling, oh, you know, like, what kind of stuff is happening in Salem? And there are so many, like, occult shops or, like, anything having to do with the paranormal and they have, like, the house, the recreated houses you can visit. They've, like, really made it, like, their thing. Like, that is their brand now and and that's what they're running with. It always will be. Yeah. Salem, Massachusetts will probably be known as nothing more than the witch city. The witch city. Yeah, for the rest of its days. And people are having so much fun with it. Yeah. And this caused so much, like, yeah. damage in history. Yeah. It's definitely a wave of romanticizing the witch trials. Like, Absolutely. now we're making a buck out of it. Now we're um, making it seem less worse than it actually was. Like, we're definitely turning it around and putting our own spin and view on things. And it's definitely changed how people view the trials like now it's less like oh crap like 
so many people died and we're like, oh yeah, the witch trials. I actually had a grandmother that was around in Salem, you know, back in the day. And it's kind of the same way that people are viewing like medieval times now where they're like, oh, it'd be so great to, you know, go back and be a princess and have a knight in shining armor, you know, rescue me from my tower. When really, and they died from sickness two yeah, days later. They yeah, would, they would live to like maybe their 20s, so like around our age, and then they would like die. And, you know, they they were dirty. They hardly took baths. They, you know, it was way worse conditions than, like, a lot of people want to think about. And it's interesting that there's been this wave of romanticizing it with, like, when, like, a lot of writers and artists are actually actually highlighting how the government persecutes the innocent and how ignorant masses are manipulated or why people get up caught up in hysteria. So you definitely, there's like definitely two branches that is happening in pop culture right now is the people that are like, oh, this was so cool, like paranormal stuff was happening. And then there are definitely people who are like, look at what happened. This is why the government is like some forms of government are maybe not the best because they're like not treating people right. They're, these are how people that aren't educated are getting manipulated. And it's just really interesting to look at because like, I looked up, just like casually Googled like so many, like what movies and shows are um, inspired by the Salem Witch Trials or like somehow tie into it. I got so many results. Like I was literally scrolling through pages and pages of things, just some that I found that like a quick little overview, Lords of Salem, The Covenant, Blair Witch Project, you know, Hocus Pocus, the fan, the cult fan classic Halloween movie, you know, with the Sanderson sisters, based on Salem Witch Trials. That's wild. I did not know that. Yeah, it's basically, it happens during the same, like, it's supposed to be set, the beginning of the movie is set in the same, like, 16, whatever, that the, this, the trials happen. And I think the city that they're actually in, like, they actually, the family moves to Salem. And they have, like, a whole little, like, right before Halloween in the movie, you're like, they're like, oh, we're learning about the witches, because, you know, it's getting that time of year. And this is what happens. Some of these witches live by, and that's, like, that's how the whole movie starts. It's basically this kid is like, nah, witches, (laughs) they were fake. And then, you know, he lights, you know, the black flame candle, and that's when um, just... Yep. All the crap yep. hits the fan because, oh. yeah, um, some shows, Vampire Diaries, American Horror Story, Coven, um, Fear Street. I added that one. Yeah. Have you ever seen Fear Street? I have not. It's it's the it's a new like Netflix original series that perfectly like exemplifies Salem witch trials, especially in the the third movie. Mm-hmm. It's set in actually 1666. Oh wow! Conveniently, no. <laughs> it 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 explains a lot of it, and also Sarah Good, mm-hmm. one of the women who were accused, uh, was the main character in oh, that movie. That is but so cool. It was like a play on like past and present mm-hmm. though it was just really cool yeah but it's also really cool like the dichotomy between movies and then books because the movies were all like oh you know we're gonna really play into the supernormal or supernatural and like what happened and like but we're not really gonna talk about the witch trials like we're like oh it happened in salem or it's like because this person's grandma was like a witch back in the day but then you look at the books like the Crucible, How to Hang a Witch, Witch Child, <laughs> Crane Pond, Salem Witch Trials, a day-by-day chronicle of a community under siege. 
And, like, all these people are writing about, like, are obviously some of these are fiction. And mm-hmm. so, like, especially Arthur Miller's The Crucible, which I'm sure everybody had to read in high school or, like, at some point for a writing class. He's basically, you know, he writes about kind of how it was, but mostly how they were just, like, ostracizing women who were different. Yep. And That's then, originally what I thought the same Witch Trials was about. Yeah. Which is not oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, uh, ostracizing, like not believing women. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought it was before until I died. Yeah. <laughs> More deep in. I think it's important, though, that, like, we, like, have a balance between, like, the pop culture aspect of Salem Witch Trials, which kind of, like, pulls people in and gets them interested. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, paranormal, like, that's interesting. Like, let me look into that. But also, at the same time, we have to meet that with, like, the educational, like, oh, the government is persecuting the innocent. And, like, there has to be a balance. Mm-hmm. Because, like, no one... Like, there isn't necessarily an interest for people to, like, dive deeper into the subject when you're just talking about, like, such horrible things. Mm -hmm. But if you put a little twist on it at the beginning, like, it kind of sparks people's interest. And so you kind of need that balance. Yeah. There's there's one of these books on here. Uh, I won't read them all. I have a whole list. But um, Wicked Appetite by Janet Ivanovich. I actually have read this book. I have it in my library at home. And it basically have it takes place in Salem. And to keep a very long story short, she basically finds out she has magical powers that she's that somehow has gone through like her family for generations. And it kind of is like there's she has to find like all these artifacts that like happened and like were made around when the witch trials actually happened. And so it's really cool to read. And I was like, after reading this book, I was like. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into those witch trials because like you always hear about them like everybody knows about it but nobody yeah. like knows knows about it so that's kind of like mm-hmm. how I how I got into like the occult and like the the witch trial lore if you will which is just very vast and very cool that you guys were like yeah let's do a podcast and let's do it about the Salem witch trial <laughs> I was all for it I was like yes guys we will let's do it. <laughs> And it's just so much information that, like, we can't even discuss in one podcast because, like, there's just so much. It's just, this is just, like, a brief, like, if this was a series, we would, we would have so much to cover, like, week by week because there's just so much information out there about this stuff. But this is just a little sneak peek since we only have one, (laughs) one (laughs) podcast to talk about it in. Well, I think that is everything. Yeah. I will go. Red button. Red button. Red button. Red button.